Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Julie Renee. And Kendall Leah. <laughs> and today we are telling you how to grow a dumpy. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is a dumpy? A dumpy is a, d- <laughs> is a dump truck, also referred to <laughs> as glutes, a butt, a badonkadonk. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Girl, let me, <laughs> Girl, let me see that dumpy. What's the point of origin? <laughs> Bottom of your back, Bottom. upper leg. <laughs> what a good start to this podcast. Let's go. Today we're going to be going into how to actually build your glutes. Okay. Actually. Actually. <laughs> we're done with the fake stuff. Yeah, we're done with telling you fake stuff because everything from up until now has been just a lie. Just but now we're telling now you. Now you're telling, we're telling you what's real. Um, we're unhinged already. Yeah, a little bit. That's not good. I'm a little unhinged. I'm a little unhinged. But I'm really passionate about telling you guys how to grow a dumpy because I feel like only recently I have unlocked the secret of growing a butt. I've worked my whole life for I know. (laughs) I've worked. I feel like we're an award. Like, (laughs) hi, thank you for acknowledging me for the dumpy awards. (laughs) I'm going to tell you how to get here now so you too can win so a dumpy award. So you too can win a dumpy award. Thank you. Yes. I would like to thank my mom and my dad and um, myself most of all. But I just really feel like I've unlocked the secret. And for me, it's been like a number of things. Like number one, it's just like slow, like literally just slowing down. Number two is like finding what actually works for my body. Mm -hmm. If you listen to our previous episode, we went into like how to create a workout program. And this one is going to go perfectly with that because we were saying in our previous episode that not every workout program or workout is going to be good for your body. I feel things completely different than like Kendall does. For me, I feel everything in my quads and my hamstrings. So it's really difficult. It's been really challenging to find out how can I isolate this one area of my body yeah. in the best way possible? So we'll kind of go into that later. But I feel like that's something important to note that we like didn't have pre-planned for this episode. Mm-hmm. Genetics matter so much. Oh, God, it's so true. Like, like the way that Julia has to really train <laughs> to grow her glutes is not how I have to train because I am mm-hmm. pretty glute dominant. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy for my glutes to grow. Now, do I focus on them still? Yes. Do I have to actively train them to see progress? Yes. But like, I don't have to go out of my way to like do like glute activation and stuff like that just because it comes naturally to my body type and my genetics. So, it's so true. yeah. So it, it really boils down to genetics, which might be really easy for you to grow your glutes, or you might have to train a little harder than other people, you know, to get yeah. the same results. And like, for me, I am genetically gifted in my quads, which I am not. <laughs> so I grow them if I just look at them wrong or I breathe wrong I wish. and they just like, I train so. quads the most and mine barely grow. So I think that's the give and take It's where true. you're dominant. Yeah, it's very true. And yeah, so this is just years in the making of <laughs> practicing things and re going back to the drawing board, but we're going to go back to the basics of how yes. to grow your dumpy and the most important things. And number I one, word, dumpy. I do too. <laughs> I feel like it's a cute nickname. Yeah. Hey, little dumpy. Hey, little dumpy. <laughs> it's kind of like dumpling, but not. Yeah. <laughs> not as endearing. A cute dumpling. 
Well, number one, fuel your body. And what does this mean? It literally means like don't starve yourself. Um, I've tried a lot of times to grow muscles in the past while I wasn't eating any food and it didn't work very well. You need food, you need carbs, you need energy in order to go and train and to be your best. You cannot put muscle on if you are not eating enough. If you're in a deficit, if you're in a fat loss phase, it's impossible for your money, money, for your body. For your money. (laughs) It's impossible for your body to grow. Mm -hmm. So you can't sit there and be like, well, I want abs and a fat dumpy. Yeah. (laughs) You need to pick one or the other first. And like when you decide that growing your glutes or any muscle group is what you're trying to get done, you need to then eat with intention to grow your muscles. They won't just magically grow. (laughs) They don't just magically grow. Sadly. No matter how much I think that's the takeaway from this video. So annoying. Why can't they? I wish. I wish. I think about the SpongeBob episode when he like puts, um, like a muscle suit on and he like plugs himself into it and like yeah. he literally goes no I love that and clip. blows him up I'm like can I just do that with my butt but you're right that's what a BBL is that is that's a BBL and yeah to each their own but that scares me not our cup of tea that scares me yeah but yes it's very true you need to make sure that you're fueling your body enough and look this doesn't mean that you have to go into like a full-on bulk and eat a ton of calories and hope that they end up going to muscle because most of the time they're going to go to fat you can still build muscle in your maintenance calories and you can still build muscle doing a lean bulk meaning like you're eating a couple hundred extra calories more than your maintenance calories are if you haven't listened to our nutrition episode go into our nutrition episode and we go into depth about that um but yes you really need energy in order to train and have enough energy and to recover Mm -hmm. so one thing that i like to do for this especially for my leg days i do it for all of my days but i like to pour like place my carbs right around my workout. I do so the same thing. yeah, I always have my meal an hour before I train because I like to have it like digest and not feel like when I go to the gym, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I place my carbs before it, do a lean protein, higher carbs before it so that when I get to the gym, I'm using the energy from those carbs, whatever it might be to go towards my workout. You can also have like an intro workout where it has carbs in the intro workout. Yeah. That's like a liquid form so that you have sustained energy throughout the whole uh, workout and you don't just like peak, you know, after your hip thrust and then you're like, fuck, my body's terrible. So you could do that also. And then having some recovery carbs after that yeah. or like a recovery post-workout shake so that you are tearing down your muscle and then you're going right into the recovery because if you just keep tearing it down, tearing it down, tearing it down, then your body has no time to catch up. It has no time to like literally, I always think about them as fibers because our muscles are like little fibers inside of us and they start splitting apart once you break them and you feel that burn and you feel that pain in the gym. And when you go home, you sleep, you eat, you rest, they start binding back together. Yeah. And then- that's what grows. Yeah, that's what grows your <laughs> muscle tissue. If you just keep tearing it down and don't give it time to repair, it literally is impossible for that muscle to form together and grow. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to add to the nutrition side of things. For those of you who have cheat meals or refeed meals in your diet, try to plan them around your leg day. Boom. Every one of my really heavy leg days is accompanied either. I usually do it after, um, like some sort of high carb 
cheat meal. I mm-hmm. still try to get all my protein in for the day, but just having something a little extra on those days to help with that recovery makes a huge difference. It also kind of puts that refeed or cheat meal to use more than just eating it on like an off day. Exactly. I used to do that. I would always do it on my leg day where I trained the area that I needed to grow the most. So like for me, it's always been glutes. So yeah. I would do like my glute focus day. Then that's when Zach and I would have our, you know, cheat meal for, or the treat meal for the week, which yeah. would be like me and him love Whataburger. So we go and have our Whataburger meal like right for after. it's pizza. Yeah. You have pizza that. Pizza on my glute days. Pizza Eric day <laughs> for the dumpy. That would be a different kind. That would just be. A, that the, would be a. Different looking dumpy. That'd be a different kind of dumpy. Yeah. yeah that's more like a, poo- a, a, a poopy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Also, I think we had, I would not to keep referencing our old videos, but listen to the supplement one too, because using supplements to your advantage for glute days, like if that is a day where you feel like you need a little more energy, mm-hmm. supplement things like, like BCAAs, like a pre-workout to help you with the actual like enhancement of your workout, but mm-hmm. also make sure you're using things like protein powder and vitamins and yeah. everything for the actual recovery side of things. So I love that you mentioned that because one thing that I do that I didn't realize that I did is on my glute days, that's the only day I take a pump product mm-hmm. because if I take a pump product on my quad focus days, oh, I can imagine I won't <laughs> be able to walk around. Yeah. So I stopped taking it on my, um, quad days because it would hurt so like I'd get so pumped that I wouldn't be able to continue but since my glutes I struggle a little bit to activate them I've finally figured out like how and I've been taking my pump workout my pump protein no my pump powder (laughs) yeah you got there pump workout pump protein say that 10 times fast pump powder before so that I'm getting the blood going to my glutes. They're filling up with blood and I can feel it. And I have a little bit more mind to muscle connection. So I literally only do it on that day. Yeah. And maybe my shoulders. You can use little things like that to just like help you. The next section is add more volume into your glute training. This can look like more sets dedicated to your glutes, more reps dedicated to your glute exercises, or even just more actually glute focused days in your weekly workouts. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this too before, like how to structure putting and implementing two leg days. Like if you're Mm -hmm. only doing one leg day right now, then don't go to three. Like when you hear us talk about that we do three a week, we've structured it a certain way. Again, we're referencing another <laughs> another episode. Just but listen we, to all the pods, I, know, I we, think. We literally go back. in. Yeah, they, listen to all of them and come back here. But we go through like how we structure our three leg days. But yeah. literally, that doesn't mean that you have to add in like a complete leg day yet. So say you are a beginner and you're having the like push-pull um, leg. leg split. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what's the last one? Oh, the most important one. Well, in my brain. In our is. heads. In my brain. <laughs> For this <it> is. episode. <laughs> Push pull dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yes. So if you are having that more of a beginner split and then you're getting used to that and you want to start implementing this more volume into your training without adding a complete another leg day, one of your upper body days that's a little bit shorter, or say you have like an athletic training day, that's where you can add a little bit more reps and sets. So maybe you add another three sets of 12 reps of your leg extension. It might not seem like enough, but if we're adding it together at the end of the week, much like calorie count at the end of the week, it makes a difference because that's a really smart way of putting it too. just getting more training in. Obviously, like it depends how often you can get to the gym, but if you're only training legs one time a week and that whole leg day is like a full leg day where you're doing quads, hamstring Mm -hmm. and glutes, obviously your glutes are not going to magically grow out of those three. You need to focus on it 
add it to a different day yeah. or make your lay day a little more glute focused, have more exercises that are glute and hamstring focused and a little less like anterior focus. Exactly. That's a really good point. Cause if you do only have like those couple of days, that area that you're like wanting to grow, which right now we're talking about glutes, you can add like extra reps of say like a hip thrust. Yeah. So that's what I do for my leg day at least is that at the beginning of the week, I have more of like my compound heavy, like how much can I lift on my hip thrusts? And then by the end of the week, I do kind of like a glutes pump workout to where I still do hip thrusts, but I'm not putting my body through like trying to PR on it yeah. again. I'm doing time under tension. I'm adding a band. I'm going really slow. I close my eyes and I'm feeling it. And I do an extra three sets of 12 by yeah. the end. Like if we're adding that up, I'm not going to, cause I suck at math, <laughs> but if okay. we add that up, like how many extra sets you are doing for the month, that's going to matter. So slowly adding more volume in, and this doesn't just have to be like adding volume, like at the end of the week, this can also mean adding supersets, adding drop sets, adding giant sets. And I'm going to go over them real quick. If you don't know what a superset is, it's two workouts back to back, then you rest. Giant set is three or more workouts back to back to back, then you rest. Drop set is basically say you're doing three sets of 12. You do your three sets of 12 at the end of the 12 reps on your last set. You drop the weight lighter. You do as many as you can. You can drop the weight lighter again, do as many as you can. There's no correct way to do like a drop set. You kind of can just either drop it once. Be creative with it. You could do a single drop. You could do a double drop. You could do a triple drop. A quadruple drop. I'm a fan of the triple drop, but that's just me. I am too. That helped me a lot with growing my glutes because your glutes they are a large muscle. They fatigue pretty quickly if you're training them directly. So that's a great way to use like the end of your workout or the end of like your heaviest set of the workout, make it a drop set. That way you can push that like little extra inch past what you would be doing if you just stopped at your max. Oh yeah. Like, okay, you hit your max, you hit your wall, drop the weight, keep going, drop the weight, keep going. Like that adds so much extra wear and tear to your glutes. And that is what allows you to build them. In yeah. the future. I literally did that yesterday. So I did like my yesterday was my like heavy hip thrust day because it was my first leg day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did like four plates on each side for the hip thrust or something like that. And then after that, I dropped it. Literally, I was going to drop it to two plates on each side, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do one drop. And I dropped it to a 45 on each side, Mm -hmm. put a band, like a really tight band around my knees. And I went really slow. So I went really slow down. I went up. First contraction is at the top. Then I went halfway down contraction right there all the way up. That's like a triple contraction, like a one and a half rep, literally like a one and a half rep. Oh my God. If you try that after your heaviest, it'll literally destroy you. Yeah. We've done that together. We have done that together. Oh my gosh. It sucked. And then (laughs) in the best way, it sucked in the best way. Yes. And then after that, I just re-racked the weight and then I only did body weight. So I kept the band on and I like lifted up my hips as if I was, as if there was weight on my hips. And then I just either opened and closed until I couldn't anymore mm-hmm. or just held it open. Yeah. Literally just holding my legs open. I was like, fuck, this hurts. It was awesome. If you're training properly and doing drop sets properly or just like training in general properly, that body weight at like last set is going to feel just as hard as the heaviest it weight. It really does. <laughs> and if it's really easy by the end, you're not 
going heavy enough. Yeah, you can, you can, you can push a yourself bit, a little more. A little bit heavier for your drop set. You know yeah, what I mean? or like, more reps, whatever it looks like for you. That's true. There's there's ways to do it where you can like really slow it down and have some time under tension and really, really feel it. And it can be just as beneficial as if you were just like throwing weight around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yesterday uh, to like add to that, I was doing kind of like a hamstring and glute focused leg press, which is very difficult for me to do. Usually I don't like to do it on a leg press machine because Mm -hmm. like I told you, I feel it in my quads way too much. Yeah. So I like to use the glute ham press, which is very low. If you haven't seen those at certain gyms, but they're very low and you literally are like pressing your feet, like almost down to the ground. Yeah. And it's very glute and hamstring focus but I find a way I found a way to do it on a leg press and it literally just took me going so slow and I'm pushing through my heels and all I'm thinking about the whole time while I'm doing it and I'm going slow is glute ham tie-in glute yes. ham tie-in yes <laughs> I'm literally in my brain I'm like glute ham tie-in. I know it sounds like so silly but literally either touching your glutes if you are able to in whatever exercise you're doing or just like visualize your glute contracting makes such a difference with that slow exercise it really does because our brains like if you're just again like we've talked about setting intention in the gym if your goal is to grow your glutes you should be focused on on that every exercise you shouldn't be mm-hmm. like oh i wonder what i'm having for dinner like your uh-huh. all of your intent and all of your focus should be on the muscle you're trying to grow right now yeah that's a really really good point like I, even on my days that i have a little bit more like some quads i really don't do a lot of things that are quad focused anymore, but I'm always thinking about what are my glutes doing right now? Mm -hmm. Okay. Where are my feet positioned? If I move my feet here, how does this feel? I'm doing a lot of that lately at the gym of like, just feeling out what my body is doing. And we'll kind of go into that in this next tip, which is, um, actually targeting your glutes. So this seems like a really simple tip. You're like, Julia, I have been targeting my glutes, but maybe you haven't. So on YouTubes, on the TikToks, on the Instagrams, you see a lot of like accessory movements everywhere. And a lot of these can potentially be targeting your hamstrings or they could be targeting your quads and you're doing them and you're feeling it all in your quads and you're thinking that it's for your glutes and you spend so much time doing movements that are actually growing your quads and your glutes aren't really growing. Like, for example, I thought that I can get away with just doing squats to build my glutes. You know what I mean? A lot of people do. Without um, doing hip thrusts. And once I started adding hip thrusts in, I was like, oh, this is a compound movement. Like, I'm using a lot of my body. Um, yeah. I'm tightening my abs. Like, my neck is tucked. I'm using a lot of my body to get this thing up, which makes a compound movement. Yeah. And... Also, I'm targeting my glutes while I'm doing it. As for a squat, there are ways that you can really focus on making sure that it is glute focused. Like I do something called booty squats where it's just wider feet are pointed out yeah. and I don't actually go all the way up with it. It's a very small range of motion. I like those. And I can feel it. It's really like you're just like bouncing right there. Um, But if you're just doing those and you're thinking like, oh, like, why aren't my glutes growing? It's because you really need to target them. Again, this ties back to what we said in the beginning, that your genetics play such a huge role in what muscle group develops or where you feel certain exercises. Because sometimes I do squats and I do feel it directly in my glutes, mm-hmm. but you may not. Sometimes I do hip thrusts and all I feel is it in my lower back because I have a pre-existing injury. So exactly. it's about playing around in the gym, find what exercise work for you. Just because you see us online doing it or your friend doing it and they're getting results doesn't mean that will always work for you. I also think it's super important for women that don't have a very easy time 
activating your glutes, take the time before your workout to activate them. Do band work, do certain stretches that will optimize your glute growth. A lot of the time, women can't feel their glutes because they can't squeeze enough because their hip flexors are tight. So that changed my life, learning that piece of information. Stretch your quads and hip flexors, like long stretches, hold that shit before your leg day. If you're training glutes, if you're training quads, obviously don't do that, but you need to stretch whatever is the opposite of what you're about to train so that you're able to get full depth and squeeze as much as possible. So if you're going and you're like, you know, you're going to be doing hip thrust that day, doing the movement, like how, what, what, what would you stretch to make sure, would you your do hips. that movement where you're like, almost look like a frog and your legs are like, you're- that one's not bad. That's more inner hip flexor though. Okay. You want to do like the, I don't know how to describe it. Like. If you're, if your one leg is for those watching on YouTube, you, you want to look like this. It's kind of like a lunge, but your back knees touching the ground and then you push in. Oh, and yes, yeah, just I do the, that. That's I like the that. most basic like yes. hip flexor stretch, but that act like that stretching of the outer hip flexor mm-hmm. allows you then, if you think about what, what you're doing at the top of a hip thrust, if that's the example we're using, your mm-hmm. hip flexors are fully extended. Oh, yeah. So if they're tight and you can't fully extend them, you mm-hmm. can't squeeze your glutes. Yeah. Um, if you guys want kind of like a visual in my, one of my most recent YouTube videos, which is about building bigger legs, I do this, I do this warm up, <laughs> I do this warm up at the beginning, but I, I implemented a little bit of like wrestling moves that I did when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, to really like open up. And I never understood the purpose of why we were doing it when I was in wrestling, but it's literally to open up your legs. Yeah. You're basically like sliding across the floor, opening up your legs. I and so about, yeah. I do that. But then I also implemented like kind of like a swing forward to, um, kind of like touch my quads and then I do a swing back to where I go into like a hamstring stretch. So I'm like doing three things in one, um, but to just get my legs moving, but you're so warming up and activating are super important, especially if you have a hard time making that connection with them. Even if you have an easy time, still important. You should still at least warm up. That doesn't mean you have to spend as much time maybe doing like banded abductors and other things Mm -hmm. to like actually get them firing or do like what Julia said, like taking a pump product is an easy way to like I guess, get to that place faster where you start feeling the blood in your glutes faster. Exactly. And one thing too, for the, at least the glute pump that I've started implementing is that like, I obviously am doing like a couple different exercises to pump my glutes, always doing it with a band, Jim Reapers, Code Julia Renee, or Code, Code Kendall. Kendall. <laughs> with two L's. Yes. Not one L because that's Thanks for <laughs> Two L's. <referencing>. Two L's. <laughs> Um, actually the link is probably in the description anyways, but anyways, we use those bands and you put them around your knee. You can do the hip thrust with them, but always making sure that you're keeping the tension in that band, especially if you're doing side lateral band walks. So if you're having a side lateral band walk, you're standing bands around your knees, you have your feet wide and you're stepping left and with your left foot, and then you're doing little baby steps. What people do. I always do, say big step, little step, big step, exactly. little step. Exactly. <laughs> because if you do big step, big step, you're losing that tension in that yeah. band, which means you're losing tension in your glutes. So really keeping that tension up um, by just pushing your knees out, pushing your knees out, making sure that you're pressing into that, that band. Cue 
anytime you ever use glute bands, which like odds are, if you're actively trying to train your glutes, you use it at at least something, even if it is your warm up. that cue of constantly keep tension with your knees is, I swear, like, I feel like it's a, a game changer, bro. so repetitive to my clients all day. Cause I'm like, keep the tension, mm-hmm. keep the tension, keep pushing your knees out. Like everything you do, cause that activates that outer upper glute. It's true. And yeah. when you start like fatiguing, you'll start to notice like you do the Bambi knees yeah, your where knees, your knees go your in and it's like that band actually does help sometimes, especially when I'm doing glute focused things to like force me, like, remember, don't Bambi leg your knees in, like, yeah. don't do that. Um, so those, that's super important. And I know everyone's probably saying like, do your band work, make sure you do your band work. And I slept on it for such a long time. It seems tedious, but it it's worth it. tedious and it seems annoying, but if you really struggle with feeling it, do that especially take the pump product. You'll start to feel your glutes fill with blood. And then you're like, all right, like it's go time. Look, let's do it with some heavy weight. Yeah. Another little point, just cause I train so many like different people. Um, I've noticed that a lot of people need different positioning for things, even as easy as lateral walks. Uh-huh. Some people need to stand up straight. Some people need to stand with their legs almost straight, but bend their chest mm-hmm. down. And then some people need to be down in a squat. Yep. So just find what works for you. Try every angle or degree, mm-hmm. try harder bands, try lighter bands and find what works for you same thing with hip thrusts mm-hmm. same thing with hip thrusts which was crazy because yeah, i have been doing mine like my feet positioning for my hip thrust i've been doing it feet wide toes pointed out you know because that's like everyone says if your toes are pointed out like you're hitting your glutes and i felt it that way for a long time um and then recently i tried um, just yesterday i was like i wonder what it feels like to do my feet straight mm-hmm. and but close to me also and i did that and i was like I still feel it in my glutes pretty great. Yeah. And it's just like, once you start feeling other things take over, really just take that time to like move your feet, see how this feels just because you see someone doing it a certain way or like you think it has to be done this way. Doesn't mean you're going to feel it the same like you. Yeah. And like, for example, people are taller, people are shorter. Like I have to put my legs in a completely different position than Kendall because I have shorter legs and she has longer legs. Mine could be out. And that's because if mine are two are as close as yours, Mm -hmm. my quads will take over. But because your, your quads are literally shorter than Mm -hmm. mine, that won't happen. Physics. It's all physics. Physics, genetics, um, I want to say recently, because I've always been, I don't have hips. I'm a little white girl, no hips, not blessed with it. I'm a Hispanic. My <laughs> hips don't lie. Exactly. And I've always been jealous of that, especially being in the wellness field is like, I compare myself to all these girls who have like really round outer glutes. So I've trained outer glutes so intentionally and intensely the past few years, to be honest. And then recently I realized I still don't have hips, but- <laughs> I think I was overdeveloping my outer and I totally forgot about like, you still have a middle and like technically inner glute. So same with my hip thrust. I'm so used to being like wider, further out, toes pointed out. Uh And recently I was like, what if I put them straight and almost roll my weight to the inner part of my foot? Inner? Yeah. I don't point them in. I just like, Keep my weight more on the inner so that's because I feel like me and you both do a lot of things on like the outside of our foot. Like that's where a lot of our weight is. That's what I was going to think because I've been doing, when I'm doing my like glute focus split squats, I roll to the outer Mm -hmm. so that I can feel it in my glute tie. And so I'm curious of what rolling it to the I finally started rolling it in and it feels like it's like if you were to look at a a dumpy, it feels like it's (laughs) hidden right in the middle. Versus like, I'm so used to training the outside, the glute medius, uh-huh. which is like that smaller upper outer part of your glute. Cause mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to develop. And now I'm feeling it so much more hitting my like actual glute maximus. 
Because even there's three different glute muscles, which I feel like we should note. There's the medius, minimus, and then maximus. Maximus is like the huge, the like, round, yeah. So that's what people often train by like hip thrusts. Um, trying to think what else is like a full, like just you use it in squats. It's just like the general, like up and down movement. Anything pushing your knees out is using more of the maximus and minimus because they're more on the outside. Mm -hmm. So just something to consider when you are training, like those little foot positioning can completely change what actual glute muscle you're training. So when you're, you're talking about when you're doing hip thrusts, so you're keeping your feet straight. if I just think about keeping my weight more on the inside, because I'm so used yeah. to training outside, it just feels like I'm training a completely different part of my glute. I'm going to try that because I've been doing that with rolling my weight to the outer portion mm-hmm. so that I can feel it when I'm doing um, split squats. Because you, I see so many girls, and I have for such a long time, say like one of their favorite workouts for glutes is doing a split squat, but like the more glute focus, because there's a way you could do it with more quad. There's a way you can do it with more. Those glute. are probably my. We'll get. And into I our was so annoyed because favorite. I couldn't get it. I was like, wait, yeah. what? But we'll go into that at the end. Yeah. We go into. I have our a favorites. good cue to give you. Yes, that might help you with those as okay. well. Because I've I've literally I even wa- walked around to like a new friend I made at the gym, and I was like, bro, how do you do these? And she's like, I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. See, help, yeah. get help. Yeah, literally, if you see a girl, I did that yesterday two times. And then I went to up to another girl that was doing something very interesting. And it looked like she was doing almost like a, a banded like uh, RDL. She mm-hmm. was doing like a banded RDL. She was holding the uh, band in her arms and it was wrapped okay. around her feet. She didn't move her upper body at all. And all she did was push her glutes back, yeah. bring them up. And the burn that I felt in the gluten tie-in when I did that, I just yeah. went up to her and goes like, what are you doing? And I was like, what is that target? I'm so curious. She's like, she was happy to show me. And I learned something new. I feel like if anything, I always take it as like a flattering point. If someone asks me yeah. for advice. If people so, ask me, I'm like, oh, let me show yeah. you. So don't I be will. afraid to go up to someone. Like they're never going to be like, ew, I'm not oh, telling yeah. you. Like they're going to feel honored if oh, anything. Yeah. They should at they least. They should. You should Come feel on. honored that we're asking for. Let's <laughs> share the dumpy tips, girls. Yes. Quit hoarding the dumpy yes. tips. We Come all want to walk around with a big booty. Come on. It'll make all the men just. <laughs> <laughs> the next point to consider when training glutes for optimizing growth, progressive overload. Progressive overload, if you don't know what that means, is essentially just why did I just lose my train of thought? Hello. It's essentially just, <laughs> I have no idea. Beep. It's progressing in the gym. Progressing is the word I forgot. Yeah. So if you're showing up and you're doing the same workout, same rep, same weight every single time, eventually your body gets used to that. You're not going to see results. You need to make sure you're progressing in either weight, rep, exercises, or all three. Like mm-hmm. you need to just take everything the step further. Even if that's going from hip thrusting two plates each side to adding a band on, just something to make it that extra little bit harder every, exactly. I wouldn't say every single week, depending on what the exercise is, but as often as you can. Yeah. Cause you, you may be able to do it every week. You may not be, and yeah. that's okay. Like there was a month where every week I was going heavier and then literally the week that I'm the weakest, like for my period yep. and I'm literally just I was losing. about to say that I was like, I lose it. We need to do an episode that needs to be one of our next episodes on like periods and stuff. But literally my strength is down. I'm like, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. But it just comes right back. So you might not progressively overload each time, but we, like you were saying, you can progressive overload on a number of things. It can be increasing your weight. You're progressively overloading your body with more weight. Mm-hmm. And then you can do it with reps. You can do it with adding sets because 
that is still more sets than you did last week, more reps than you did last week, you know, of even two pounds, five pounds more than you did last week. Even though it doesn't seem like a lot, that really matters because it's that compounding effect where it's like, I'm adding five pounds more each week to my dumpy than last month. That's a lot. Five, 10, 15, 20. That's 20 extra pounds. Then if we're adding another set, that's however many reps each month. It makes a difference, even though it might not seem like it. And you don't know if you're progressive overloading, if you don't know what weight you did the week prior. I'm not telling, I know it's a lot to like log all your weights and all of your exercises and all of that, but at least make a mental note of your main compound movement for the day and try to focus on that. So like if you start your glute, I know we keep referencing hip thrusts, but they're truly like the best compound movement besides split squats, maybe. Um, but if you start every glute focus day with a hip thrust, just try to make that your focus and try to progress in that. So try to PR in it or do one extra rep at that weight. Just focus on one thing. If you are able to track all your weights, that's probably the best way to go about it. Exactly. Like you could do this on your phone. I have the Buff Babe Academy app where you literally can have the workout program right at the tip of your fingers and you can log it inside the app so that Mm -hmm. when you come back next week, you know if you've progressed or not. I uh, all the people at my gym it's so cool at my gym because all of them have they do it on notebooks they still do it like old school I love seeing people walking around with notebooks yeah it's so cool and like one of my friends at the gym he literally has had it from when he was in college and now he's a IFBB bodybuilding pro so you can look back at it yeah he has like all of the stuff and it's just I love seeing that because I know that just shows dedication. It shows that you're training with intention um, and you're not just lollygagging. And we'll go into that a little bit later too, but progressive overload, whatever it is that you can do, reps, sets, rest time. um, I mean, not rest time, more volume is progress. Yes. Even if it's a little bit. Yeah, even if it's just one extra rep or like an extra five pounds. Because if you don't change, nothing changes. Period. Period. Mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. Okay, so we're going to go into one of my favorite ones, which is just what we were talking about, and that's number five, which is train with purpose. So going to the gym, logging these things, the best of your ability, whether it's on your phone, if it needs to be on your phone, that's totally fine. If it needs to be in a notebook, like do whatever you need to do so that you're tracking some sort of progress. Because if you don't know what you have, if you don't know what you have done, how do you know what you can do? If you're like going to the gym every time and you're like, I think I did maybe 15 pound bicep curl. I don't remember. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll just pick up the same weight. Same thing goes for hip thrust. You're like, fuck, I only did a plate last time. Well, if you are tracking it, if you're really purposeful, you'll be able to pull it up on your phone. You'll be able to pull it up like wherever you've written it. And it's not dorky or nerdy Mm -hmm. when I see people doing this I'm like you're a fucking badass you're going somewhere yeah it's I used to hide it and I would literally like memorize it and I'd run into the gym locker room and be no I'd be like writing down my little notes and be like okay this week I did this it's amazing when I see people do that and you don't have to be like a big bodybuilder to do that because everybody starts somewhere yeah and if you track your progress, you're more likely to get more excited about it. Yeah, I was going to say, it makes it fun. Like when you're in a muscle growing phase, which if you're trying to grow your glutes, that's what you're doing. It's it's not super fun to see your body slowly put on some body fat and muscle. Um, So the way to make it still exciting is tracking. Exactly. Are you PRing? Are you getting that one extra rep? Like that makes it fun and gives you something to look forward to every training session. Exactly. So train with purpose, train with intentions, go in there, focus, don't be on your phone, lollygagging, don't be like the 
these little sarm goblins that I saw at the gym the other day, <laughs> and they literally do like peeve. one rep, and then they all are on their phone and they're all talking for the longest time. Mm. And I get like, it, there's nothing against talking to people at the gym. Like people can be on their phone, but I once I stopped letting notifications get in the way of my training session, you won't believe the amount of growth and the amount of focus that went into it. And I just progressed a lot faster because I wasn't letting the outside world interrupt my time because our time is precious, especially if you can't train that often. So when you go, you put on that song, you get locked and loaded and your phone down, put put your phone down. If you're tracking your weight on your phone, literally only pick it up for that very reason. Put your phone on. Do not disturb. Like this is your time. Like the going into the gym is your time to focus on you. You should not be distracted or I guess like focused on anything that isn't you getting closer to your goals. You shouldn't be focused on anything that doesn't equal a dumpy. Exactly. Is that boy that's texting you making your ass bigger? No. No. Drop him. (laughs) (laughs) Drop him like a dump. (laughs) Like a dumpy. Like a dumpy. Um, But that, I feel like that also ties into what I said earlier. You need to have that intention every single set. If you're thinking about different things, if you just checked something on your phone, it's going to be in your head. You're not going to be fully focused on, okay, where am I feeling this exercise when you go into your set? There's some times where like, for sure, I will answer a work text message. And as soon as I answer it, it's like, okay, I have to answer it now. Now now I'm in work mode. Now I need to set a reminder so that I don't forget to do this thing or blah, blah, blah. And then now I'm like, wait, where am I doing? Okay. I'm here for the gym. I'm here for myself. Fuck. I forgot. So that's number five, train with purpose. Number six is switch up your routine. So if you have been doing the same training program for God knows how long, maybe it's time to switch it up. I usually recommend to my clients and for myself personally to switch my program every four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. So you can do it anywhere between that time, but try not to do it anytime sooner because the more that you switch it up, switch it up, switch it up, how are you knowing what progress you are making on each thing if you just keep getting basically shiny object syndrome when you're like, ooh, new workout, (laughs) ooh, new workout. And then you're doing all these different things each week and you don't know where you've progressed on each workout because every week is different than the day before. I also will say in those four to six weeks, when you do switch up your routine, say you do five different exercises in your glute focus leg day, just switch two or three of them out. You want to fully reorganize Uh the whole workout every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Just like add in a new exercise on top of what you already do or take one thing out and substitute it with something that works the similar muscle. Just something to keep your muscles, I guess, intrigued (laughs) because our bodies do get bored. They get bored and it's like... Um, you'll get that feeling that when you first start working out, because people always like think that, okay, if I'm sore, then I had a good workout, Mm -hmm. but I get sore once I start implementing a new workout routine. I've been lifting a long time, but maybe I do swap out like say kickbacks for the, uh, glute focus split squats. Mm -hmm. So maybe I switch those out and it's relatively a still a glute focused workout, but since my body isn't used to it, I'm tearing different muscle fibers that I was than I was when I was doing kickbacks. Yeah. So I'm going to feel a little bit sore again. It's going to be exciting. I'm it gonna- gives you a whole new chance to then progressive overload again. Exactly, which I am currently doing right <laughs> now. This is my personal personal life. So yes, if you're starting to notice that you're not growing, you're not progressing, change your workout up, give it four to six weeks, really track your progress. And then you can move on. Yes. So 
Lastly, before we go into our favorite workouts, I want to go over them one more time. So number one, on how to grow a dumpy, fuel your body. Number two, add more volume. This can be rep sets and giant sets, supersets, drop sets, whatever it might be. Number three, actually target your glutes. Make sure that you're not doing workouts that are solely like quad focus and a little yeah. bit glute focused. Try to add some more accessory movements, but don't slip on your compound movements for your glutes. Do not. I mean, by slip, I meant sleep. And number four, progressive overload. Duh. If you're not lifting more, things aren't going to change. And then number five, train with purpose. This is your time. Block out all the extra crap. Number six, if you're getting bored of your routine, switch it up. Now, if your routine works for you, stay on it. Yeah. If you're like <laughs> you not bored. You don't have to switch. You don't have to switch. But if you're not seeing progress, that might be something to look at. Have you been doing the same workouts over and over? Yeah. Now, the exciting part. We're going to talk about what exercises we actually do that have given us results. You tell me first. Okay. I haven't really thought about it yet. My main glute exercises, if I'm thinking about my current glute routine, and I'm just going to talk about some other things that I don't do every time, but have worked for me in the past. I like starting with glute abductions just because like I've stated uh -huh. before, the outer like glute medius is really hard for me to work on. So I like starting there super lightweight, super high rep just to get that muscle firing. So I'll like put it pretty light and I'll do like 25 to 30 reps mm -hmm. for like three sets. That just gets my glutes warmed up. Then I like starting my actual workout. Cause I only count that as a warm up. I don't really mm -hmm. fatigue on that at all. I like to structure all of my workouts this way, but especially glutes compounds first accessories last. Yeah. So my main two compounds I like to do for glutes, we've said a thousand times already, hip thrusts. I like machine better than barbell recently just because of the setup. It's a lot easier. It's Ugh. a little better on my back. So simple. But any sort of hip thrust. And then second is glute-focused Bulgarian split squats, um, which the cue I have for you to maybe help you for anyone listening, if you feel those primarily in your quads, first off, you're probably standing a little too close to the bench. So move your foot a little further away. You want to create, if you think about like doing a lunge, you want to create like a longer lunge away from the bench. So once your foot's further away, a cue I heard recently is treat it like you're on an escalator. I heard this from Whitney yes, Simmons. Have you heard I that would, one? Yes. Okay. So you want to come closer to the bench when you're at the bottom of the lunge and then move further away from the bench with, with your upper body. Yeah. at the top also keeping your chest kind of hinged down mm -hmm. because if you think about like doing a squat if you're upright you're using more quads if you're angled exactly. forward you're using more hamstring and glutes so chest down a little go on an angle kind of yeah. like a slant as you're lunging up those are by far what i feel the most in my glutes mm -hmm. even when i try doing quads on those and i am close still fully glutes yeah. for me so the one thing that i've added to doing like the escalator because literally like you're going down at the same angle as your torso is is um push a little bit yes. forward because you're right you're with, just like on a little slant yeah you're just you're literally going like escalator yes do, 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 instead of like elevator yeah you know going up and down is going to use more quad exactly um, but that's where I've been doing the, um, adding a little bit more pressure on the outside of my, my, uh, I, I guess it's my working leg, my yeah. working leg. So the, the one that's on the, the floor. one that's on the floor and the one that's forward. So say my left leg is on the floor and it's forward and I have my dumbbell in the right hand and then right leg is up that front left foot that's more forward. I go on the very edge of that foot. Mm -hmm. I don't like lift my foot, but I put all the pressure on that out. Outer, I put all of mine on my it. heel. 
So oh. similar heel and outer foot okay, both that. hit a little more glute. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Neither are wrong. I think it's like one of those things, find where putting pressure works for where yeah. you feel it. My favorite way to do Bulgarian split squats is doing a drop set every set. So I'll have weights in my hand. Say I have like 40s each hand. I'll do eight reps, put them down as many as I can, little half Body, body weight reps. Weight. Mm. Those are the fastest way I ever kill my glutes. If I only have like 30 minutes to spend in the gym, I'll just do those. And I'm like set. Like those kill my glutes. I'm going to do that <laughs> next time. Um, I love those. And then I'll go into accessory work, which sometimes again, I'll, I do sometimes go back to the abductor machine or I'll do abductors with an actual cable and like an ankle attachment. Mm-hmm. Also with that cable and ankle attachment, glute kickbacks have worked really well for me. Um trying to think of what else I feel like those are my four primary if I had to train my glutes and optimize them as much as I can for my body type that's what I would do mm-hmm. hip thrusts split squats kickbacks and abductors cool yeah mine for my program and for my body right now have been hip thrusts and then I've been doing um sumo either on a pitch pit shark mm-hmm. with a uh, triangle handle yeah. or with a dumbbell. I feel those so much. I do love those. Um, my hamstrings just tend to kick in on those too much. That's yeah. my body type though. Yeah. I feel it a little bit in my hamstring if I go too heavy, but if I just stay like challenging but not too heavy, it's always really good. So that one, that one. Um, recently, I've just figured out how to do the split squat where I can actually feel it, which I'm really liking. And then abductions, I do those. I've like it. I've been doing three sets of 20. And even yeah. though it's a really high rep, I can really, really feel it. And it feels great. I want to add, I like doing half of my reps leaning forward and half with yeah. my back against. <laughs> it just hits it like slightly different. I feel it like does. it lets you fatigue better. And I want you to know, I don't know if you've been to House of Gains recently in Ugh. like Georgetown, Texas. They have... They have a standing one? Yeah. Have you seen one it? One of my friends told me about okay. it yesterday. My, one of my clients lives up there. So we'll meet at House of Gains and work out together like once a month just mm-hmm. so like she can get used to being in the gym. And I end or begin every leg day we do there with that thing. And it's insane. Damn it. It is the coolest. Like I would look it up if you're on your phone right now. Try to look up. I think it's like a standing glute abduction, but you can actually squat with it. That one I feel the oh, yeah. most. Because don't you literally like your legs go in, but you're standing and you're holding yeah. something and they go there's out. Because there's, no, there's chair. no chair. You're not sitting at all. So you are not giving your glutes any sort of rest. My dream it's amazing. is literally to call, call have all Los. the best leg machines probably just at my house. Like I would have. Let's do it. Freaking gladiator. <laughs> I'd have a pit shark, you know, obviously squat rack. Yeah. I'd, I'd have that thing. Like just, just a wellness leg. <laughs> Amazing freaking thing. It. Like a home gym. Those are, those are our favorites. I'm like now excited to really go train. Glutes. I want to go train. Gl- I, I hit know. legs yesterday. It's my rest day. Yeah. yeah same. Ooh. It's okay. Tomorrow. I'm but you guys that. can do it. You guys go ahead. Yeah, y'all feel free. Go ahead. We'll just be sitting here and shedding Taking a naps. tear. Shedding a tear. But that's going to be it, guys, for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you how go to grow, grow a dumpy. Your, yeah. your dumpies. Grow that. Go grow that dumpy. Make sure you're eating. Make sure also, you're eating. I know we talked mostly about training, but make sure you're eating make enough. Make sure you're eating. Your dumpy needs food. If it's starving, it ain't gonna grow. <laughs> Feed the dumpy. Feed the dumpy. Oh I want to make a shirt. Feed the dumpy. Shirt idea? 
feed the dog. I feel like we need some sort of podcast merch. Oh, we're coming we out need with to, that. Yes. Guys. We're working. We're working. Like, it's coming. <laughs> we just, me and you need to have a little meeting. Yeah, we, we need do. to have a meeting. We do. But, yeah, guys, as always, we love you all so much, and you are more powerful than you think. Bye. Bye.